On this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. Is there a nursing home comparison resource? And yes, there is. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, I appreciate everyone being here and listening and sharing and all the good things that you do. And I am here, as always, with my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley, and welcome, everybody. Welcome back, hopefully, to the Answers on Aging podcast. And we have so many exciting topics that we bring to you each week. Today, I think it's exciting. It might be a little bit dry, but it's so important. It is important because people, you know, Trying to find a nursing home when you have to make that decision, you're you're already stressed out, probably a little bit depressed anyway, because it's like, you know, we don't want to do this, yeah. but we have to. And mm-hmm. so how do you pick out the right nursing home? Well, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. There are, and there are a lot of different approaches to it, you know, and depending on the size of the town or community that you're in will, of course, have a lot to do with how many options you have and sometimes like in my hometown there were two wow one was tied to the hospital and one was like the city nursing home and so um you know not every community has a lot of options but the one we're in now we have so many options and the just the decision making part can be really hard because you really don't even know where to start and like what information and so we do have a podcast episode if you'll go back and look on like what questions should I ask Mm -hmm. whenever I'm looking for a nursing home Mm -hmm. that's really helpful but for today's episode we're going to get into kind of the nitty-gritty and so we're going to answer the question is there a nursing home comparison resource and yes, there is. Right. And a what, very, very legitimate. Sure. And what so many people do is, you know, I always use the example of Betty at the beauty shop. Yeah. Is, you know, that's where a whole lot of information gets done. Okay. Uh-huh. A lot of decisions, a lot of gossip, a lot of things. And so you go to Betty at the beauty shop and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, this nursing home is amazing. Well, that's based on one person's response or they can say don't go to this nursing home it's terrible well that's probably based on one or two people's response Uh you need to know what the overall thing is and I had a meeting yesterday and there's one particular nursing home that I don't care for because Mm -hmm. a number of people have complained and so I've talked to enough people that in my mind I don't like this nursing home Mm -hmm. but 
this lady came in. She said, I put mom there. And I said, oh, okay. And she had been there before. And she said, if I need to go permanently into a nursing home, this is the nursing home I want to go to. I said, oh, are you happy with that nursing home? She said, yeah, it's fantastic. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I didn't feel compelled to say, "Mm." (laughs) a lot of other people would not agree with you on that. But she was happy. I didn't argue with her but that's a prime example of one person says yes i like it it's mm-hmm. great when i could produce a dozen other people to say oh i don't like that nursing home so yeah i will keep in touch with her through mm-hmm. this process and if something comes up i'll say you can move but for you it's not bad to talk to betty at the beauty shop or mm-hmm. someone at church get as many opinions as you can but there is a resource out there that looks at a lot of different things, yes. a whole lot a of whole things, lot. and they come up with a rating that you can depend on pretty good. Right. And so we're talking about CMS, the five-star rating. So CMS stands for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. I've always wondered, why do they not <laughs> have not two C- M's? <laughs> It's the government, y'all. It's the government. Ask them, okay? It's efficient. I can't tell you. But what I can tell you is that, you know, just like Todd said earlier, with Betty at the Beauty Shop and having a good or a negative experience with a certain nursing home, you you can go to any restaurant, right, or just sit down and talk about different restaurants with friends and family and probably get differing feedback, mm-hmm. And I don't really know of any reliable source that is based on actual data that gives you a five-star, besides like the health department giving you a, a green light or a red light to operate a restaurant, you know, but CMS has a nationwide it applies to all nursing homes in the country five-star rating and it's all based on for each facility the same information but it's a lot of information so buckle in because you're about to maybe get fed like a hummingbird with a fire hose (laughs) there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff and we're just going to kind of scratch the surface and give you some kind of watered down examples and explanations of how this five-star rating is determined but in general um each nursing home will have a five-star rating okay and those not every nurse okay when you say five-star rating it's up to five stars right right okay they get rated on a five-star quality or five-star score i guess yeah thank you um so a couple of things to remember is that um, there are they're very selective about who gets five stars. Okay, mm-hmm. only the top ten percent oh, really? of, of nursing home performances will get five stars. So you're not going to have a community full of five star mm-hmm. facilities. There's going to be four star may not be bad. No, four star is not bad at all. Yeah. In fact, the middle seventy percent of nursing homes get two to four stars, and then the bottom twenty percent get one star wow so i mean might want to stay away from those yeah if you can if you can and each rating is district or each rating distribution is recalibrated on a monthly basis oh wow based on the information that is submitted by the facilities 
They also take into account the inspections, if they've had an inspection or a survey in the last month. And um, that way they can, the the ratings can remain relatively consistent mm-hmm. um, over time. So, so the first thing that CMS looks at to come up with the first part of your five-star rating is your health inspections or your state inspections or surveys, okay? That happens on an annual basis at, mm-hmm. a, at a bare minimum. And then they also look at, in the last three years, um, any substantiated findings from complaint surveys, okay? okay. These health inspections... Um, are based on, like the outcomes and the results of the health inspections are based on the number of deficiencies and the scope and severity of each deficient practice. Okay. So what that means, basically, is that <clears throat> the, um, the scope of the tag is going to tell you if this is an isolated a patterned or a widespread occurrence. Okay. okay. So what does that mean? Isolated means it happened one time and they cannot find it anywhere else. Okay. Widespread means it's happened once and they looked at the same facts okay. for other residents and they found it, but that it wasn't widespread. Okay. Widespread right. could mean basically Pat- facility Wide. Okay, so there's there's isolated, then there's pattern. Pattern. Okay. What did I say? Widespread. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's yeah. a pattern. Isolated, pattern, and widespread. And I would think pattern would be like the staff was not trained well, and they did this thing repeatedly, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, let's fix that. A yeah. Isolated means it just happened once, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, shoot, you know, this happened once. Mm-hmm. But then widespread is the whole place is mm-hmm. just deficient right (laughs) right with that one type of of deficiency sure sure. and then um the severity so there's scope and severity so scope is basically how many times has it happened the severity is basically determining the level of harm that either did occur or could occur okay okay so did it actually hurt somebody Mm -hmm. or could it have resulted in harm and what is the level of that harm? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four. There. So the lowest one is no actual harm with potential for minimal harm. Mm-hmm. No actual. Then the, the second one is no actual harm with potential for more than minimal harm. Mm-hmm. That is not immediate jeopardy. And then the third one is actual harm that was not immediate jeopardy. And then the worst one is immediate jeopardy to the resident's health or safety. And can I just say if that, if the immediate jeopardy with harm to the residents is found, those surveyors will not leave your building until it is fixed. And I don't mean they're going to come back. They'll, they'll leave at 5 PM and come back on the next business day. They will stay after They five. will straight up stay until that problem is completely fixed. Can you give us an example of what that would be? Um, an abusive situation with, uh, yeah, so like a finding of an abusive situation um, toward a resident. Okay. It could be from a staff member. It could be from another resident. Um, and in one situation that I was 
a part of or involved with, um, there was almost a finding of abuse, but luckily there wasn't. But they were digging and trying so hard wow. to to make us prove that this was not abuse. This was, in fact, what the resident wanted. Luckily, it was care planned and everything. So it was it was a mess. But basically, this um, resident had cerebral palsy, uh-huh. and this might be a an explicit thing. Um, the only way that he could have a bowel movement on his own, like independently, um, would be to have his feet propped up on his bed. There was a bucket, like a five-gallon bucket, in between the bed and his wheelchair, and he would hold with his elbows his torso up, and his butt would, like, hang in between his bed and the chair, and he would poop that way. Yeah, interesting. And one of the surveyors, like, went into his room. And saw him doing that? And saw him doing that. And she was like, what is going on? This is not safe. And, I mean, she flipped her lid. Yeah, interesting. I mean, he he told her, (laughs) but she didn't know if he could give reliable information anyway she was like this is you know this is borderline if not actual harm because you're just leaving him because he needed assistance with like getting set up Mm -hmm. and getting the bucket out so it required a staff member to help him but then he would do his own thing he wanted privacy yeah and so thankfully (laughs) y'all had that in his record yeah that's how he does it yeah okay yeah so yeah that saved your (laughs) saved your bacon there yeah Interesting. Um, okay. And then the other factor that they look at whenever they're giving a score based on the health inspections, excuse me, is um, the number of revisits to verify that corrective action is in place and is effective. Right. So let's say we get a deficiency and the state, and, and so you tell the state, these are the steps we put in place to fix it. This is how we're monitoring that it's fixed. And this is how we're going to maintain it. The state will say, okay, I believe you. Or, okay, sounds good, but we'll be back just to double check. Uh So if they come back on a revisit and it's not how you said it's going to (laughs) be, that's going to affect your score. You then get a third or a second revisit. Yeah. Yeah, your your score. So for our listeners, just so that you understand what a deficiency is, don't think it's just harm to a resident Mm -mm. my mother was a director of nursing at a state-run nursing home and they ran a very very tight ship i mean they were she said we rarely got deficiencies but the state workers you know they were or the inspectors they were state workers and apparently they were pressured to find something wrong yeah and my mom was just complaining to high heaven that she got written up or a deficiency was issued because the trash can was outside of the reach of the resident when they were laying on the bed. The trash can? The trash can. That's ridiculous. She said that was the only thing they could find wrong, but they wrote her up as a 
deficiency for the trash can not being within reach of you know the what resin. i would have taken that tag happily <laughs> sure well <laughs> okay i'll take it okay we fix it by okay yeah. now it's closer so uh-huh. okay it's fixed but right. they got written up for it yeah. and it's just, so it's you think i mean and i'm sure sarah could go on for days about how picky they are uh-huh. about every little thing like food temperatures and yeah. just you know a mm-hmm. medication was given in the morning and it should have been given at night you know just uh-huh. anything they you know they nursing homes get so monitored and so checked up on that mm-hmm. you you can and that goes to the validity of this rating, okay? Right, exactly. They use these things, and even though you you say, well, I'm not going to a nursing home that has deficiencies, well, good luck. Good luck finding one. Yeah, they all have some, but yeah. is it a trash can, or is it a client being beat to death, okay, right. by a staff member? Those okay. are two totally different things, but they're still deficiencies. Yes, and to that too, Todd, is that if you have – like consecutive surveys with no deficiencies cited from the state, you're like asking for a federal survey. And those are, I knock on wood, have never had to go through a federal survey. I didn't know there was one. Oh, yeah. The feds so come in. What leads up to that again? Well, a lot of things could, but the most common thing, aside from just like a huge whopping complaint, is going to be no deficiency cited for like more than one survey in a row. Do because they think what they're you're really doing, off the state to, no, they don't think the state's doing their job. Ah, uh, yeah, typically. Interesting. Yeah, and that's brutal. <laughs> sure. Brutal. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, that's that's kind of the nutshell, watered down version of how the health inspection score okay. is determined. Okay, so the second piece to the five star rating um, that CMS looks at is staffing. Which, hands down, is the biggest challenge in running a nursing home. Um, Basically, you have to give quarterly reports to, it's called PBJ, the payroll-based journal system, um, that is basically a big spreadsheet of each shift, the number of RNs that you have in the building, and then the number of nursing staff, which is also composed of RNs, but also LPNs and CNAs Mm -hmm. or nurses, aides in training or med techs. Some facilities utilize a lot of medication techs Mm -hmm. to kind of help supplement what the nurses do. Um, And it also considers not only in-house employees, but you can count in your staffing reports to PBJ um, if you have contracted staff coming in and out okay. of the facility to help. But basically, um, you take your staffing numbers, and then the CMS already will have the number of your daily census, or like how many heads are in the bed mm-hmm. every day to determine the appropriate staffing ratios. So if you are short-staffed, they're going to know about that, and mm-hmm. that will directly affect your five-star rating. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, I know um, pretty much everybody who works in the upper management of a nursing home, that is their biggest complaint mm-hmm. because people don't show up. 
Yeah. Particularly the day after they've been paid. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't show up. Yeah. I got a paycheck. I'm got done. A paycheck. I'm good. I can go work somewhere else. And, yeah. you know, typically CNAs particularly are so needed mm-hmm. everywhere. They can get a job next mm-hmm. week at another place. And it's yeah. just, it's extremely frustrating. And obviously that's why people put loved ones into a nursing home is to be cared for. Yeah. And if you don't have the staff, the state really dings you on that. Yeah, so. they do. They do. Okay, so the next um, piece to the five-star rating puzzle that CMS uses to get that five-star rating um, is quality measures. It's my favorite thing um, to talk about when it comes to this subject and in the whole nursing home industry because the quality measures in your facility can be very telling about the overall picture of care that your group of residents is provided and their condition. So basically, um, trying to think of like the easiest way to explain this. There's something called an MDS. MDS stands for minimum data set. Okay. That is the program that you put all the information about what to bill for, Um, what services are provided, what level of functioning your residents have, everything that you do for your residents is put into the MDS. And the quality measures give you a score based on 16, no, I'm sorry, 15 pieces of that MDS that are very telling. There are several that are for long-stay residents and several that are for short-stay residents. But basically, overall, it describes the quality of care that addresses a broad range of function and health status of the residents. So just a couple of examples of those quality measures would be um, residents whose need for help with daily activities has increased. Okay, so that shows they're declining. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be good. You don't want a whole lot of those. Okay. Uh, residents whose ability to move independently worsened, okay? Uh, residents who have high risk of pressure ulcers. Yeah. Yeah. Residents with a urinary tract infection. We've talked about that Very telling. Times. Yeah, that could be very telling. Um, and it's not just telling about, like, how confused they are. It could be telling about you're not passing enough water, um, you're not providing peri care and getting them really clean after they've gone to the bathroom. I mean, it could mean a whole lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, residents who got an antipsychotic medication. Yeah. Are you just like snowballing your residents so you don't have to take care of them and deal with their difficult behaviors? I'm not familiar with that term. What? Snowballing. Snowballing? Mm-hmm. Um, like zonking them out. Okay. Just over-medicating them. Yeah. They're easy if they're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, or percentages of residents who were re-hospitalized after they came into the nursing home from the hospital. Wow. There, that, that directly affects a lot of things, including, your, <clears throat> including the hospital's reimbursement rights. And I know one thing we've talked about, I think, on the radio show is weight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Residents are weighed yes. how often? Um, at least quarterly, but
But most of the time, if they're there on a short stay, it's going to be monthly or sometimes even more frequently. And if they start losing weight, yeah, you all have to do something. Yes. Eat. Yes. <laughs> and so you, if they do start losing weight, you have to prove that it was unavoidable. Right. And there's a certain percentage of weight loss that's acceptable. And there's a certain percentage that it's like, okay, you got to do something quick. Fatten them up. Yeah. I wish so, I had that problem sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was unavoidable. <laughs> it was the holidays. Yeah. So. And, and I think I said just weight, but weight loss or weight gain yeah. is a concern. And I yeah. was talking about, you know, I was like, trust me, weight loss is not a problem for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's important for you to understand just kind of what – what does this five-star rating mean? Okay, that's great. Somebody gave them five stars. It must be a great hotel. Well, this is a whole lot more than yeah. a hotel rating yeah. or a restaurant review. This is actual facts and information that is real-time. It could be as old as three years, but they do update the five-star rating data every month whenever the MDSs are submitted. Um, and so, you know, it might have some old information in there, but it's also got very relevant, real-time, recent information that could very well make or break the decision to choose this nursing home or that nursing home. Yep. Um, but what you can also do, and I have talked about this in previous episodes, is that you need to check out the facility's um, survey results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are posted. Those are posted, and the cms.gov website is not going to have that information um, in the website, but they will be able to kind of give you an idea of like what to look for. And by understanding what the five star rating system is all about and where that comes from, you'll go into the nursing home and be able to interpret what's in those survey results a whole lot easier too. When you see scope and severity is this tag or this many residents, yeah. you're like, oh, I know what that I is. I know what that means. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Okay. I'll take this out if the answer is not good, but do you know your nursing home's rating when you were there? It was a five star. It started as a three. Okay. Um, and yeah, whenever I left, it was five. You were... In the top 10%. Mm-hmm. Good job, Sarah. Thanks. Whipped them into shape. Didn't you? Took a while. <laughs> it took a, it took a while. <laughs> took a lot of work. Good job. Okay. All right. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, if you have questions or concerns, you can always respond on the website. Um, or you can email us at Todd R Sarah S at ToddWatleyPA.com. Mm-hmm. And we would love to hear from you for topics or suggestions. And even if you're critical of us, we'll take it. We'll okay. take it. All right. Thank you all very much. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the Show Notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. 
To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.